1: Today is Monday, May 25, 2020. On this day in 1659, Lord Richard Cromwell resigned from the Protectorate of England, ushering in a new era of unrest. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Today we're covering the fall of Lord Richard Cromwell, the son of notorious English Civil War leader Oliver Cromwell. Let's go back to the afternoon of May 25th, 1659, in the chambers of Whitehall Palace. Lord Richard Cromwell peeked out the upper story window of the enormous building he currently called home. He noticed the brigade of army officers milling about in the courtyard below. Then somberly, he turned back to his small writing desk to consider the document waiting for his signature. It was a letter of resignation addressed to Parliament, and he'd already summoned a messenger on horseback for the delivery. Richard knew he would sign the document, hence his call for the messenger, but he simply couldn't bring himself to do it yet. He was still the Lord Protector, just as his father had been. Unfortunately, he was not the Lord Protector his father had been. Richard did not have his father's strong military bearing, nor did he command the respect of the army leaders. Richard couldn't even leave his own house for fear of the soldiers below. They'd had him under house arrest for days, and destroyed his royal seal too, which meant that officially, he no longer had the power to conduct any government business. There were already jokes about Queen Dick and Tumble Down Dick circulating among the rough military men. The whole situation had started when Richard tried to convene a new parliament after his father's death. Richard had wanted to bring together the disgruntled citizens and the powerful military, but the two camps were constantly suspicious of each other. His parliament had not only dissolved under pressure from the army, it had also incited further anger and doubt toward Richard himself. That's when the army had called its own parliament to order and placed Richard under this wretched house arrest. Richard had always known the military leaders didn't trust him, but he hadn't expected them to move against him so soon. Their boldness, he was sure, was because they considered him weak. Unfortunately, he was now equally certain that they were right. He had inherited the title that now rested upon his shoulders, and he couldn't bear the weight. Richard sat down at the desk and read over the abdication letter. It had been dictated by the army generals and the members of their new parliament, but its terms were surprisingly appealing. They had agreed to absolve him of his debts, which totaled close to £30,000, almost £4 million in today's money that was a hefty sum, a sign of how badly they wanted him gone. They had also agreed to provide him with a small pension, so long as he went into exile outside London. After all, they couldn't risk him returning as the figurehead for another revolution, touting his father's name to garner support. Not only would he live, but England would provide for him for the rest of his life. Not a bad deal. Anyway, he had little choice in the matter. It was time for Richard to resign and let the military and Parliament govern England without him. Finally, decisively, Richard picked up his quill pen and signed with a flourish. He added one final note, writing, I love and value the peace of this Commonwealth much above my own concernments. Richard Cromwell folded and sealed his letter with wax and called for the messenger. He was no longer Lord Protector. He was now simply a noble citizen who happened to be living off the government, or so it seemed. But unfortunately, once Richard relinquished his title and control, things didn't go quite according to plan. Coming up, Tumble Down, Dick, and England are thrown into chaos.
0: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be.
1: On May 25, 1659, Richard Cromwell resigned from his position as Lord Protector of the Commonwealth of England. He had inherited the role and title after the death of his father, Oliver Cromwell. But Richard could not earn the trust of the military and members of Parliament the way his father had. Now, after sending his official resignation to the transitional parliament, Richard anticipated a gentle exile with a government pension. After all, that's what his enemies had agreed to. Instead, he found himself broke and homeless. Richard had sworn to support the new parliament from afar, but no functioning government emerged from the chaos left in Richard's absence. Without a government, there was no pension. Lacking any support or money, Richard had to flee to France under a false identity, posing as a man named John Clark. He stayed out of sight in the following years as he desperately avoided his creditors, who were still looking for the £30,000 he owed. Meanwhile, the British Army tried to install a new government in England, but the people rejected a military-centric rule. The chaos didn't subside until a few months later, when the exiled son of Charles I returned to England. Charles II was immediately popular with the fractured government and the people. His father, Charles I, had been overthrown by Oliver Cromwell, Richard Cromwell's father. Charles I had been a tyrannical monarch who refused to work with Parliament, and no hero of the British people. When he was violently executed in 1649, the people had celebrated. But after the decade of turmoil the Cromwells had caused, suddenly the old royals didn't look so bad. Charles promised to honor Parliament if the monarchy were to return. He wouldn't repeat the mistakes of the past. And exactly a year after Richard resigned as Lord Protector, in May 1660, King Charles II took back the throne. Richard Cromwell quietly returned to England 20 years later. He lived a simple life in Hertfordshire until he died in 1712. He was 85 years old and the longest living English ruler ever until Queen Elizabeth surpassed the record in 2012. Unfortunately, Richard's impressive lifespan was not matched by an impressive legacy. His attempt to lead like his father was a failure. Instead, he's remembered as a son who inherited more than he could handle and sent England running back into the arms of the monarchy. He never escaped the sarcastic jokes about his name either. To this day, the history books know him best as Queen Dick. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. If you want to hear more about the fall of the Cromwell clan, tune into the episodes of Gone for the story of Oliver Cromwell's missing head. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Nick Johnson, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Andrew Messer, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson.